I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 99. Can you believe it? Of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me over on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates or... You can drop me an email, dynastydebates at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, things you love or hate or want to hear more of about the show, guys, that's right. One episode away from triple digits. I can't believe it. I am super excited. I've been loving the divisional breakdowns. I hope you are too. I hope you are just as excited about football being back as I am. This is the last team of the AFC West. Amazing guest Eric Moody at Eric N. Moody on Twitter. Full-time analyst at ESPN. Give him a follow. Check it out. Here we go. Denver Broncos. Let's ride. The main event. Fight. Right, we are back. We're back one last time. We are going to take it to the limit one last time in the fabled words of the song of your. We are talking Denver Broncos today. We've been talking AFC West all week. If you haven't listened to them, go back and check them out. They are absolute bangers. All killer, no filler. Um, mainly because of my guest, I'm not going to lie, but I don't think I did too much to bring the tone down. I agreed with them most of the time. Eric Moody is back once again. That's right, folks. Go check it out. Go follow him over on Twitter if you haven't already. At Eric N. Moody, absolute dog. Amazing analyst over at ESPN covering NFL, NBA, and WNBA. Man of many talents, master of all, surprisingly. Um, but we are talking Denver Broncos today. I'm excited. I know Mr. Moody's excited to talk Denver Broncos. What's the excitement levels like to talk Denver Broncos today, Eric? I am always excited to talk about uh, the Denver Broncos and the AFC West. I know I've done other uh, radio spots talking about the Broncos and talking about uh, you know the Raiders and the other teams in this division. So it, it, for those that follow me on Twitter, I'll say this, is that you know from some of my tweets about Russell Wilson and the Broncos, I'm excited for this. So I'm ready. Let's dive in. I've got lots of, of, lots of great stats and opinions to share once we dive into it. In the words of Mr. Unlimited himself, let's ride. So the Denver Broncos, guys, div divisional previews, if you haven't checked them out already, we go back, give you a quick overview, bird's eye view, what happened last year, what changes were there, what can we expect this year, and then we're going to give you a couple of players that we think you should get, on, get in on, maybe get off of, and stash on the roster. So first and foremost, let's talk review, a rewind of 2021. They finished, the Broncos finished 7-10, and 10, which is disappointing to say the least, considering their roster, last place in the division, which... Sadly enough, led to the sacking of the head coach Vic Fangio and offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, both gone. They brought in new head coach Nathaniel Hackett, previous OC over in Green Bay. They've also brought in offensive coordinator Justin Outen, previous Green Bay tight end coach. Um, now, as far as personnel, 
on the staff as far as that's the main changes as far as coaching. And obviously that is a lot of changes on the actual offensive side of the football. There's been a couple of massive changes that are just as, just as big. I would say probably maybe even bigger, potentially um, they traded away. Noah Fant, which is sad. He was a, he is a good tight end that we love and got rid of drew lock. Sad times pour one out for, for drew lock for none other than QB Russell Wilson, the man, the myth, the legend who Mr. Moody has a man crush on and who can blame him. They re-signed Melvin Gordon, which I don't like. I'm disappointed in on a one-year deal. And they did draft Greg Sugar Daddy Dolchich in the third round to bring in some competition for Albert Aquabunum in the tight end room. So there's a lot of changes sufficient to say. Um, I'll start out with my esteemed guest, Eric. What are your thoughts? I mean, you've already kind of you've already hinted at it, but let's <laughs> pretend like we don't know. What are your thoughts on the Denver Broncos going into 2022? No, I, 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 I like the Broncos quite a bit. I haven't been shy about that. I think they're a, a great team from like a, a betting perspective. If you're looking for a bet that could pay, you know, significant money, a plus bet, you know, on the Broncos to, um, you know, to like make it to the Super Bowl, you know, or to win the Super Bowl. I see a lot of parallels with this Broncos team, just like with Tom Brady joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we, and we saw how that. Uh, you know how that turned out, but you know, Russell Wilson's the big difference maker here. I'm like, you talked about some of the playmakers on this team, you know, like Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, but you look at Denver. I'm like, they've been in, what's the best way to put this? They've been in quarterback purgatory since Peyton Manning retired after the 2015 season. So from fantasy, look at Wilson. He's firmly on the QB one radar could finish as the top fantasy quarterback. Now think about what Wilson was able to accomplish uh, since the Broncos have been in quarterback purgatory. So during six of his 10 seasons, like with the Seahawks, I'm like the team ranked in the top six of our run percentage in the league. Now, during Wilson's tenure, the Seahawks ran 46.4% of their snaps. Only the Baltimore Ravens ran more. But to kind of tie that back to uh, since 2016, since Peyton Manning retired, Broncos have obviously struggled. But you look at Wilson, I'm like, he ranks eighth in completions, six in passing yards, and third in touchdowns. Again, for a Seahawks offense, it was 31st in total pass attempts over that time frame. And so you get Wilson, where they're going to let Russ cook. You know, they, they built the offense around what Russell Wilson does well. So I have a feeling they're going to throw the ball quite a bit uh, vertically, which is something he excels at. But Seahawks didn't allow him to do quite as often. You pair that up with the AFC West, as we've been talking about. He is going to be in a ton of shootouts and he's going to be in a position where you can have like the best statistical season of his career. So you insert Wilson, that's going to elevate the fantasy ceilings and, and production of everyone around him. Can I just say one of my favorite things about listening to your analysis is like all of these stats and facts and figures that just kind of like trip off the tongue. You're just like, bada, 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 and there's 74% of this and 12% of that since 2006. And it's like, how does he do it? How does he do it? So well played, sir. I love it. I'm all getting, I'm getting hyped over here. Just listening to it. We're going to go in then. What's your confidence level? You've given the chargers a nine, dare I say the Broncos, get even higher score. So on a scale of one to 10, where are you at confidence level offense, Denver Broncos, 2022. Yeah. For, for the, for the Broncos, I'm going to go with the 10 here because they, they got the quarterback that they want. They've got the playmakers in place and the coaching staff in place. It's just, it's just on how quickly everything comes together. Absolute spice, absolute spice right out of the gates. All, all just 
burning my face off here with the spice, the heat. Um, we're going to move into our section then. I'm going to talk a little bit about last year. Now, again, it's a bit different, but I wanted to kind of draw some parallels because there has been a lot of change in the staff. Now, last year under Fangio, under Pat Shermer, they were 28th in pace of play. We have touched on when we did our NFC North preview that Green Bay was 32nd in pace of play, so very, very slow. But I do feel like that has more to do with Aaron Rodgers and how he likes to play and his approach to the game because that was very similar under the previous head coach as well. Um, now, in DVOA, they were actually 12th in DVOA last year, which is pretty incredible when you think about as Eric has mentioned, how terrible the QB play was. So we had Teddy Bridgewater, we had Drew Locke, and they still managed to be 12th in DVOA. That just, again, is defensive value over average. Talks about how well were they performing versus an average team in their scenarios, in their given circumstances. So they were actually top half of the league with atrocious quarterback play. Now you're bringing in Russell Wilson. Green Bay, for example, was second in DVOA last year. So Though Russell Wilson may not necessarily be quite Aaron Rodgers, he's certainly in the same stratosphere, I would say, as far as talent, as far as ability. Seattle was seventh in DVOA. So again, if you talk about um, suboptimal situations, Russ, I believe, elevated that situation last year to still get them to seventh in DVOA, 12th last year with Drew Locke. I mean, you can see where where Eric is getting excited here. We look back at Denver's sort of pass success, rush success. Again, if you haven't listened to the other ones very quickly here, a play would be considered successful when it gains at least 40% of yards to go on first down, 60% of yards to go on second down, or 100% of yards to go on third or fourth down. So when we're looking at their success rates last year, they were 43% pass success, which is 26th in the league. Again, you imagine that's going to go up significantly with Russell Wilson there. If you think about Green Bay, they were 50th, which is 10th in the league. So a massive improvement there. Seattle was 45%, which is 21st. But again, we've touched on the bad offensive line, the desire to run the football. So it's not overly surprising. When we look at rush success they were 50 percent successful with their rushing which is 15th so middle of the pack green bay was 51 percent, which was eighth and um, so overall total last year denver was 46 percent successful with their run and pass plays which was 20th in the league um, whereas green bay was actually ninth so again you can kind of sort of paint a picture here where you see a massive upgrade at quarterback being one of the only real holes in the puzzle um, for Denver and bringing in a, an exciting offensive minded head coach and offensive coordinator. The sky truly could be the limit this year when we're talking Denver Broncos. What does that look like for your actual teams? I'm all about actionable advice. I know Mr. Moody is all about actionable advice. So who's your biggest buy? We're going to talk a buy as in someone we want to acquire a buy that we're getting rid of. Goodbye. See you later. And a sneaky stash. And spoiler alert, I think we're on the same page here again. Who is your biggest buy, Eric? Yeah, it's got to be Tim Patrick here because everyone is uh, spending a lot of attention with uh, Sutton, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. But you look at Patrick, I'm like, I think he's a safe bet to have his third consecutive season, like a 50 or more reception, 700 or more receiving yards and five or more touchdowns. And I think he could see at least 80 or more targets this season, you know, catching passes from Russell Wilson. And so when you just look at uh, the players that he's playing with who should garner a ton of defensive attention and Russell Wilson, he's in a great position to exceed expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was my pick as well. He's going as wide receiver 76. I mean, that's almost that's Josh Palmer level. And we like Josh Palmer, but man, Tim Patrick has done way more than Josh Palmer in his career already oh, yeah. with incredibly suboptimal 
quarterback play. And that's being kind to the quarterback play, just calling it suboptimal. Uh, Tim Patrick. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Seven. I mean, wide receiver 76. That's literally crazy talk. I mean, you're wide receiver eight or nine on your team, a guy who could easily, I mean, he finished as wide receiver 40 or 42 or something last year. Didn't he? I mean, that's still like almost a wide receiver four. So you're getting in, you're, you're literally buying him lower than his floor. Like it's, it's one of the most obvious screaming buys that you can think of right now. So I agree hundred percent, not going to beat a dead horse. Who's your biggest. Now this again, Oh, whoa. I whew, might have to, we might have to come to blows over this because there's a name on this docket and I am hurt and I'm offended, but who talk, talk to me, Eric, who's your goodbye? Who you who are you getting rid of on the Denver Broncos? Yeah. And then this, this may be shocking, but I'll have my rationale on it. And that would be a Javante Williams. So, Again, I know you may be like dry heaving thinking about trading away Javante Williams from your dynasty team, but you know, the Broncos did bring back Melvin Gordon to the fold for a reason. And he's obviously no slouch from a statistical perspective. So you look at uh, active running backs like Melvin Gordon has 6,144 career rushing yards, ranking number four. Mark Ingram, Zeke Elliott, Derrick Henry are the only running backs with more. Now, Gordon will continue to be an active contributor for the Broncos running back by committee. You know, I have him projected for around 100, uh, 170 touches, excuse me. And so in dynasty formats, uh, it's a good best practice to prioritize other positions besides, you know, the running back position. So you look at running backs. Most running backs peak between ages 23 to 26. Since 2010, 81 running backs have scored 250 or more fantasy points in a single season. Nearly 68% of them take place between ages 23 to 26. So I would say you could get four, maybe five years of peak Javante Williams but when you're having one of those years to be uh, kind of subdued with uh, Melvin Gordon still in the mix I still think it's something that you should consider uh, offers for you know putting Javante Williams out there and see what you can get in return again if you like what you're seeing trade him if not hold on to him yeah I mean the only thing I will say is to your point he is coming in as the RB3 in startups at the minute so you're going to get an absolute fortune for him mm-hmm. uh, and I, that is the only side of it that I can agree with because I love Javon Bay um, <laughs> he was my RB1 last year coming out and um, but I get it I mean 100% anytime you can get a King's Ransom for a running back you probably should in Dynasty because they're here for a good time not a long time and um, it makes sense you can build up some amazing pieces with you with the hole that you could probably get from Javon May. I would say for me, and this is hard because I don't think there's a lot of really obvious cells in this team at the minute because there is a lot of quality and a lot of value. But for me, I've actually settled on Cortland Sutton, which again could be very surprising to a lot of people because I think a lot of people are very high on the idea that he's going to have a massive breakout um, this year and he's going to be awesome for fantasy, which he very well could be. But we've already talked about the fact that Tim Patrick is undervalued and what Tim Patrick could be and should be in this offense. And very few people, I mean, it feels like Cortland Sutton is still very young and he's really only just got here. But the truth is, I believe he's going to be 27 this year. So he's kind of at his prime now already. So even if he is really good, you've still got Jerry Judy there. You've still got Tim Patrick there. You've still got our sneaky stash we haven't talked about yet. Oh. Little uh, little leading there, and um, we've got the tight ends who we don't know how that's going to shake out. We've got the running backs. We've got a lot of pieces of this puzzle. So even if he absolutely smashes, he's still going to be a 27, 28 year old receiver going into next year, um, who's only going to have had even if he let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he does smash, he's only going to have had one year of like elite production under his belt by the age 27, 28. So for me. What I would say is test the waters. If you've got someone in your league who is just like Eric level excited about the Denver Broncos and he firmly believes that Cortland Sutton is the dude 
and you can get, say, an Elijah Moore and a 23 first or something crazy like that for a Cortland Sutton. I'm happy doing that because you're getting such a big age gap difference. There's a lot of talent there in some of these younger players. And then you're also getting some draft capital. That's how I would look at it. Because if he does disappoint, if for some reason he's just okay and Jerry Judy is the dude or Tim Patrick is the dude and all this, and then then you're kind of really stuck because you're going to have a 28-year-old wide receiver who's had his best case scenario and still didn't succeed in which case you're not going to get a big return for him so that would be my sales pitch leading us up to our sneaky stash which we are once again hand in hand singing kumbaya and i will let eric explain why yeah for uh for me and i know you you agree with this one is uh kj hamler so the future looks bright for hamler with uh, russell wilson uh, under center now i know he's going to be competing for targets with the players that we mentioned sutton judy and patrick but the similarities that uh, Hamler has to uh, Wilson's former teammate, Tyler Lockett, I'm like, it's it's too hard to ignore. And he even mentioned publicly, like he wanted to try to recreate that downfield presence that Lockett was uh, back in Seattle with Wilson. And so when you hear things like that, and you've got Russell Wilson, who's going to be, you know, kind of like unchained where he can essentially do whatever he wants in this offense. The thought of being able just to stash Hamler is intriguing. Absolutely. And Hamler is wide receiver 89 at the minute in Superflex. I mean, he's the cheapest of the cheap of all the cheap guys that we've been talking mm-hmm. oh, about. Yeah. So literally free. Um, I picked him up off waivers a couple of times this summer in a couple of dynasty leagues. I know that he might be there. Obviously, the, the buzz has started again. You might have to actually get him thrown in, but he should still be pretty cheap because I think most people are assuming he's going to be fourth or fifth option. Um, but yeah, 100%. When he came out, it was a lot of people that favored him over Darnell Mooney. And we can see how well Darnell Mooney's done now mm-hmm. and oh, what yeah. Darnell Mooney's accomplished. So it's not outside the realm of possibility to imagine Hamler having a similar sort of resurgence now that he's healthy with Russell cooking at full steam. Okay, Eric, you have absolutely smashed it. You've been an amazing guest. Do you have, I mean, you've already said, you know, 10 for your confidence levels. You've already said Russell Wilson could finish as QB1. I mean, dare I ask if you have a bold prediction for the Denver Broncos? Yeah, I do have one for uh, Russell Wilson to lead uh, to lead the league in passing yards. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I um I can't top it. I agree. I think that, you know, they're a great team. It's going to be exciting. I think that the AFC West in general is going to be amazing, much like my guest this week has been amazing. Again, massive thank you to uh, Eric for taking the time out of his day, out of his busy, busy week to jump on and chat through the AFC West. Absolute treasure trove of a division and absolute treasure trove of a guest. Guys, if you don't already, please follow Eric over on Twitter at Eric and Moody. He is an absolute legend. He's on all sorts of shows. He was even on believe it or not, Matthew Barry's show recently. So massive shout out for that. That was amazing to see. Love to see that. Um, Eric, do you have anything else you want to shout out? Anything else you want to plug before we go? Yeah, no, definitely. And first of all, Evan, yeah, thanks for the invite. You know, it's always great to talk about fancy football. You know, looking forward to doing this again uh, sometime in the near future. But I would just encourage everyone to, to follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Eric N. Moody. You know, if you're a fan of fantasy football, NFL, you know, sports betting, NBA and WNBA, and 1990s nostalgia, you love my account. So we'll talk soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Guys, speak to you again soon. Get some get some Denver Broncos on your roster, and we will hit you up again next week for more divisional breakdowns. There you go, folks. Episode 99. The last time there's going to be an episode that is not in the triple digits. I can't believe it. In less than a year, pumped out 100 episodes here. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. If you are enjoying the episodes, the show in general, if you wouldn't mind doing me a massive favor, Go make sure you've subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform. 
and please just leave a rating and a review. Um, let me know what you think of the show, any feedback you have, things like that. It really helps the show. It helps get it out to a larger audience. I really appreciate it. And best of all, it is free to you, free for me. It is free for everyone. So it is a win, 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 as Michael Scott would say in the office. Love the office in case you didn't know. But guys, thank you so much for joining us for the AFC West. We have a special episode for episode 100 next week. Um, slightly different, not a divisional breakdown show. I'll not say any more at this moment in time, but it'll be fun. You should check it out. And then we'll get back to the divisional breakdowns as well next week. So stick with us here and speak to you soon. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. <laughs>